Good morning, good morning, good morning. I know it is um, kind of early for me to be shooting this, but I'm actually behind. I actually had some um, allergy things going on. And uh, while I still probably sound like I got a bit of a head cold, it was allergies and it kind of delayed me posting my next episode. But welcome to Reservations for Two. We are now in episode seven. We're nearing the end of our first series of uh, Reservations for Two. And today we're specifically going to talk about when she hunts. We're going to talk about uh, the topic of how do guys feel about women asking them out. And um, we're always going to provide some level of statistical data of what is actually been calculated for some of these answers. Um, so today I wanted to jump off by uh, talking about a very popular show called Ready for Love. Uh, Ready for Love is on the OWN Network with Oprah Winfrey. Cousin Tommy, anybody follow him, is Steve Harvey's uh, nephew. So nephew Tommy, sorry, not Cousin Tommy. And so he is the host and has been hosted this uh, show for at least five um, uh, series of the show. So they just kicked off season five, but I wanted to talk about season four. It's, there was a specific group that were dating and the show is set up to where they're all brought, it's like 10 people, 10 guys, 10 girls who all say they're looking for a committed relationship and they just wanna try a different way of meeting people. And so they're, they're brought to this location and uh, they're putting us into uh, situations that test their uh, commitment to the person they're pursuing. So in most cases, most of the people have several different love interests at the initial point of the show. And by the end of the show, they need to have narrowed it down to one or they're either eliminated off if there's no connections that people feel they're making. So there was a particular uh, dating tri love triangle that uh, I felt fit this topic today. So there was one of the cast member who referred to herself as Leo. And she's like, Leos are lions and lions hunt. And I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. If I see someone I like, I'm going for it. And um, she really centered in on a lot of the sexual aspects of dating. However, she still wanted, while she was comfortable with that side, she still wanted a committed sexual relationship. She wasn't trying to have casual um sex. And so the guy she set her sights on came from a Christian background and he was trying to somewhat practice celibacy. Um, so he was uh, really looking for someone who uh, he felt he had uh, that commonality with or who would at least respect his choice to wait. And so on the flip side, there was another young lady who from day one on site claimed him 
And I mean, she was like, this is my man on episode one and kind of sunk her teeth in. And, And so basically a lot of the cast were like, wow, she she's pretty sure. And she basically built a barrier almost around the guy for other women to feel comfortable getting close to him without conflict. And while they were attracted to them, him, um, she she even threatened uh, violence at times uh, concerning her, her like of this male. So she was definitely the uh, the aggress the the one pursuing the relationship, as was the other woman who referred to her as Leo. And honestly, you know, looking at the whole storyline of the of that that series. I don't really remember him actively uh, pursuing anyone. Uh, both ladies were pursuing him, and um, he didn't make much effort on on at no end to to really show a woman that she was the one um, outside of words. So um, he clearly liked the fact that these women were asking him out. So definitely you do have some guys that's okay with that. And uh, then I wanted to uh, talk about another show where the woman, on the other hand, this show is called um, The Number One Ladies Detective Agency, and it's an older show. It, it came out around 2007, 2008 on HBO and starred uh, Jill Scott. And the movie basically, uh, sorry, the series was about Jill Scott and her wanting to do a non-traditional job. And she was based in Africa. And so just her working in a, a woman-owned business that wasn't like a cake shop was a big deal. Uh, so she was in a role that was traditionally held by men. And um, what made it really interesting and what kind of ties into this story was she met this guy who automatically, you know, felt like she was someone he would want to be with, like love at first sight, basically. And she had just lost her father and had had a history of choosing bad men. So she just wanted to focus in on her career. So through the series, the man that she was interested in, he struggled with being able to verbally tell her his feelings most of the show, but always through actions, he was showing her that I felt you were someone I wanted in my life by helping her with her her uh, business, helping her paint, helping her with anything going on with her car. And he just really was whatever he could do to show her that he got her back. He was doing that without literally coming out and saying, I'm into you. So when he did initially get the nerve to say, look, I I like you. And he just basically said, I want to bury you. It, It went from can we go on a first date to, I want to marry you. So she immediately said no. 
And at the time, no one understood why she was so against it, especially since this guy was just a great guy. And um, as the storyline evolved, uh, we found out that she basically was separated. She never got a divorce from her first husband and he would not divorce her. So it wasn't so much that she had no interest in the guy. It was another underlining circumstance that was holding her up. So she friends on this guy because of her past relationship not being totally over. Once that was during a, a clearance or she was just like, I, I just can't even hold off. He's such a wonderful man. She was willing to take the risk and tell him. And this is where I was going with this. So she had to actually go back to someone she had friend zone, friend zone and tell him, ask me again, ask me to marry you again. And then she said yes. And she was willing to do the work to get that other situation taken care of. So in that case, asking him out, asking him to be her husband was basically returning to his initial uh, attraction. I wanted to kind of jump into Boaz and Ruth's story because I feel like that kind of aligns with uh, some of what this storyline aligns with and, and when you know some women have been shown more um, aggressive steps towards getting a guy to know he's who she's interested in than the traditional ask. So we've heard the Boaz and Ruth story. Uh, basically, it's it's a story where the uh, male there's a woman Ruth who lost her husband. She's a widow, and her and her mother-in-law are trying to survive. And so Ruth, uh, who used to be a woman that was well taken care of when her husband was alive, uh, now has to go and work in the field just to eat. So, I mean, if we think about it in like our said day and time, it would be someone who, you know, was uh, in a situation where she was a stay-at-home mom and then her husband was uh, killed and uh, she then had to go out and take care of the family. So in the case of Boaz and Rue, she was working in this field and one of the uh, supervisors, we'll say, <laughs> noticed that she was taking extra stuff. Like while she was um, working, he saw her picking up like leftovers that fell uh, from the thing. So I, I would equivalent that to, let's just say she was working in a, a factory and they threw away the scraps. She was going back to grab scraps so that she could possibly patch together a beautiful uh, blanket or something to sell on the street so that she could have more income for her home. And so it was like that. It wasn't so much she was uh, stealing. It was more of, let me just grab the leftovers of stuff that they're leaving. And so she was very attractive and she stood out from the other people working in the field. And um, 
Boaz immediately noticed her and he noticed what she was doing. So similar to the gentleman in the other storyline, the number one ladies detective agency, Boaz was like, okay, let, let's help her out a little bit. I want to, um, I want us to just leave, leave extra for her. And uh, he made it known what he was doing. So when she recognized that this man from a distance was trying to make sure she was okay, when she decided to go and lay at his feet for a night, it wasn't so much her being aggressive. She had already read the room and saw that this guy, for him to start adding to her home, already was showing a great interest in her. Uh, so I wanted to jump into, and, and we kind of know the other, how that ended. She, They did end up together. But I've noticed a lot of people will hear that story and hear how she came in and laid at his feet all night. They'll take it as, uh, oh, well, you know, she had to make her move on him um, and let him know. No, there was some clear signs before she did that, that this man was very much interested in her and in somewhat ways was already providing to a need that she had uh, by leaving scraps to make sure she, she would not go hungry. So I wanted to uh, jump into an article published by Dr. Michael Mills back in April uh, 2011 about why women don't ask men out on the first date. He stated that they believe that the nonverbal uh, perceptive signaling was enough back then to let a man know they were attracted to them. So if you remember some of those older movies, women would bat their eyes and flip their hair, sashay past a guy, um, you know, we just had little fans and look over, give them the long, deep stare, the long smile, all of the little signals that we still use today to let a guy know, hey, I'm attractive. And so while they never verbally would walk across the room and say anything, the signaling was letting the guy know there was an interest there. And so 95% of women back then preferred to be ask out on dates uh, versus the uh, the five to six percent that were comfortable with asking a guy out on a date. They really enjoyed their traditional dating practices. And I believe it's still that way most part, mainly because we're still in, in a, a world or country where in most leadership roles, it's men. So men are choosing. Men are choosing what we do. And while we are working to, you know, add more women to the workforce and, and move away from some of the traditional practices that don't necessarily create a balance and equitable environment for all, meaning that, unfortunately, 
WIBID aren't marrying as early as they used to. So WIBID needs to still be able to have a sustainable life at an income that allows them to not live in a shack. So jobs need to be a little bit more accessible to women uh, since they're going to be taking care of themselves much longer than in the, the, the time a lot of these traditions were formed where basically girls were getting married right out of their parents' house and going into this home. That's not happening anymore. So people need to be able to survive and have the same opportunities since the rig isn't being uh, given as early. So that's a lot of what's driving this. You know, people want to survive and be comfortable. And so going back to this, because we are still working to get to that point, uh, the leadership and the choice choosing has been men. And, and so it's not hard for this tradition to still kind of be strong when it comes to dating because uh, you don't have a lot of, control over over uh, the financial uh, status and economic status. Uh, so men are still sought after who are stable in their careers and women want to be chosen. So that is the mindset of why traditional dating is still very much uh, the norm. And uh, with that said, I also wanted to dig into why some women, the 6%, uh, want to be the ones to ask and what made them comfortable enough to ask. Uh, so I looked at this statistical data from manintelligence.com dating statistics, and it uh, addressed why, how many men actually prefer to be asked out by women. It had about 16% of men like to be asked out by women. So that means about 84% of men still like to do the choosing. And so uh, with that said, the question was then asked, why do you prefer to ask a man out versus waiting on him to ask you out? So. Uh, 66% of women want a guy that makes them feel safe. So if they feel that this guy makes them feel safe, they don't have a problem with being the initiator of asking uh, that person out. 62% want someone who trusts them. This guy believes in them and, and they've built some type of bond. 47% like men who see them as their equal. I take, when I hear equal now, I take it as see her as human. Like I have the same needs as you have, so you validate my existence. 50% are not afraid to say the L word. So if this man is comfortable enough to state what he feels in the relationship and he's not afraid to express his feelings for her even at the risk of her not saying it back that's attractive to 50 percent of women and at a whopping 84 percent 
he treats her with respect. So, you know, who doesn't want to feel respected? So that is why some women feel comfortable with asking guys out. Now, there is some cons to asking guys out first, especially if these type of uh, feelings aren't driving the ask. Uh, so one con is he's a lazy dater. He, he doesn't want to do the work. He's basically a pretty Ricky. <laughs> and I know uh, this is an old school term. I think it actually came out in the uh, 70s, but a pretty Ricky was that guy who every girl wanted his attention and he just didn't have to be worked. So some of these women were just kind of similar to that ready for love take from the last season. They would do all the work trying to keep this guy's attention. So the roles were almost flipped, um, per se. And then the next con would be, he's just really not that into you. So you risk rejection and basically you read the room wrong. While he might have did a nice gesture, he just was not doing it because he liked you. He just was a nice guy. So um, online dating has somewhat leveled the playing field. Um, when it comes to women being comfortable to ask guys out to date. Um, it's jumped to 23% of women who feel comfortable with asking guys out to date in an online uh, world. Let, you know, I think the answer is pretty obvious there. Uh, you, you haven't, rejection feels different when it's in your face. <laughs> especially when you've actually taken time to spend time with somebody and then you're rejected. So it, it feels a lot different um, in your face. So on online, you're just getting to know the person. You really haven't uh, solidified your connection. So rejection doesn't hurt as bad as it does when you've actually physically met someone, you spent some time together, you felt that energy was kind of strong and uh, you ask it, it you read that room wrong i think it's a total different vibe uh because with online the whole reason you you swipe right was because you kind of like that person so we've already gotten past that initial like question right so when it gets to the point of asking someone out on actually physically going out that's almost when you start saying, well, it must be a catfish situation because at one point you, you did say you like me. And if he hasn't clearly and you haven't clearly discussed like deal breakers and things you don't have in common, then um, it could be a little bit frustrating, but it's not like uh, being rejected when you read the room wrong in a, an actual uh in-person relationship. So uh, the next thing is, you know, I think I'm going to ask for the check. And so, because I'm looking at the time here and I'm like, let me get all this out. So check, please. So the three things we covered today is if you are, uh, if he shows a strong interest and looks out for you, kind of like the whole Boaz roof thing, then um, you you shouldn't feel too uncomfortable with um, actively showing 
your interest in possibly giving him the green light that we can move forward in this relationship. And um, recognize that online levels of playing field a bit just by swiping right, you've already told the person that you wanna try to see if you have any kind of love interest there. And then the next one would be, uh, when your feelings change about a friend zone situation, you probably would need to be the person, especially if the person initially entered the room and entered the relationship as a person extremely interested in you, and then you were like, I'm not ready. You would need to be the initiator to let that person know that you wanted to be more than friends. And let's, let's start dating. So uh, when it comes to my tip, for today my tip is don't make this a game um take the signs seriously and what i mean by that is you know a lot of people step out and try new things just because they're bored uh they're not ready to make a real commitment to anything so they're just like well, let me just see what he'll do if I do this. Don't don't play with people's emotions. Um, be be very sure when you're ever looking to have a relationship that you have a strong interest for it to be a healthy relationship. If it's casual, make it known. Um, but I specifically am talking to people who are pursuing something long term. So don't play games with people. Um, and then rejection doesn't have to happen if you are being honest with yourself and not trying to force something that isn't there. So this goes back to uh, those relationships I've seen where women will, in the church, will walk up to you and say, the Lord told me that was my husband. And as far as this man feels, He's, he's never even expressed an interest to you, but yet you're causing unnecessary conflict. Boaz showed Ruth that he wanted to take care of her by what he did. So if a man has not shown signs of wanting to look out for you, then don't claim him the end. Read the room. <laughs> so I, that was it for today. And I'll be posting our next series uh, early it, earlier in the week because I uh, do have to catch up. And uh, as I fight through these allergies, I'll try to keep a consistent day going. But once again, I thank you for joining Reservation for Two. And I look forward to talking to you next week.